church? Man, it's good to see all of you here. So God has been leading us on a journey. Let me pray first, though. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you're doing. I pray that you would open our hearts because you are our Savior. You are our sanctifier. Lord, I pray that as we read these psalms and sing aloud to you, that we would understand that you love us, that you care for us, that you desire us. Lord, help us to focus on the right things. We pray it all in Jesus' name. So we have been going on a journey. several weeks through the Psalms, we've looked at the voices that influence us, we've looked at who we're trusting in in the world today, we looked at who we're listening to as well, and God asks us to listen to Him. But let me ask you guys a question. How do we make out God's voice in the crowd today? to. Well, you got to focus on something. you got to focus on the Word of God and what He says and how He says it, when He says it, where He says it, why He says it. Because as I showed you, there are a lot of voices out there on TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and all these different platforms that are out there, social media, and they're telling you certain things, and then you have churches that do the same thing. They tell you, this is what God says, but do they read it to you from the scriptures? Of course not, because God doesn't say that stuff. And so it becomes one of those issues where people don't want to focus on the right things. And so how do we listen to that still, small voice and not get distracted by the different people and their opinions and their talking points and their ways? Henry Ford said it this way, the weakness of all human beings is trying to do too many things at once. The scattered efforts and and he destroys direction. In fact, he said, it makes haste and waste. So we do all things the wrong ways possible before we actually come to the right way of doing it. And then we think that's the best way to do it because it works. And it's the only way left that we can see. Every now and then, he would wake up in the morning and he would have all these different voices he would hear. And he would run around his house several times until he got tired of hearing all the different voices. Until he got tired where he could actually finally just focus on what he was supposed to do. And Ford said this, I go and I trot around the house, and when I'm running off the excess energy that wants me to do too much, my mind clears, and I see what it can be done and should be done first. There's only one truth in this world. There's only one way in this world. And I'm telling you this because that's what Scripture tells us. There's only one who can do and be all things in times of troubles. There's only one. In fact, that one said this, 
Joshua 1.5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. 1 Kings 8.57. The Lord be our God with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us nor forsake us. Hebrews 13.5. Keep your life free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. For he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's what the one way is. That's what he said. Here's an interesting quote. The one has said, I will. Here's what Jesus said he's going to do for us. Not the church, not your pastors, not your friends, not your family members, but Jesus says this. John 6, 35 through 40, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All the Father has given to me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that has been given to me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up again on the last day. These aren't my words. Focus on the words of God. That's what I'm asking us to do today. That's what this psalm is asking us to do. Here's Matthew 4, 18 through 20. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. says this, all things the Father has been handed over to me. No one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son. And to anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I'm over this. I'm so thankful you don't have to watch my little dad right now. for your souls, Jesus says, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. 
works wondrously with his voice. He does great things that we cannot comprehend. For the snow, he says, fall on the earth. Likewise, the downpour, his mighty downpour. He seals up the hand of every man, that all men whom he made may know it. Then the beasts go into their lairs and remain in their dens. Chamber comes the whirlwind, cold from the scattering winds, but the breath of God, ice is given. The broad waters are frozen. He loads the thick cloud with moisture. The clouds scatter his lightning. Then they turn around and around by his guidance to accomplish all that he commanded them to do on the face of the inevitable world.
that's what grace is. Him enduring the cross so you and I didn't have to. Grace to not get what we deserve, but also grace to be able to walk. To walk out our faith in Him. To walk out our trust in Him. The one who created all things. Focus on Him, church. Psalm 29 verse 4 says this, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. You saw a man climbing a tree. God breaks that. Remember where he did that. When he did that. Before there was saws. God can break the trees. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf. Siron like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakens the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. This is what God does for us when we focus on Him.
Jesus. The Lord raised the standards of loving up here. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Simeon like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth lightnings of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of the desert. The voice of the Lord makes the earth bear fruit. Think about that for a moment. The voice of the Lord gives the shape of the earth. He's the one who brings forth life. He strips the forest bare. The wind of Pethel all cried in Gilead. That's the question of Jesus Christ. He says the focus on the voice of the Lord is to break the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon can be up to 40 feet wide. Let me help you out with something. 40 feet wide is 40 feet high. Has anyone ever been out west and seen the red cedars of so large it takes people only two minutes. About 20 of them just to get around the circumference of the trees. God is there saying, I will break that with my voice. The Lord's the one we are following and listening to, focusing on him. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Listen to his voice. Trust in that I got some emails. What's happening to our world? It seems to be going so badly and things are, I mean, after the election, what are we supposed to do, Pastor? Focus on God. Stop listening to the pundits tell you what's going to happen when they don't know. Focus on what God says He's going to do because He's the one who knows. He's the one we can trust in. I've said it before, it's disgusting that we voted to murder babies. It's absolutely disgusting. It's completely wrong, and we need to love women in the midst of that time of what they're going through, but to murder babies and make it okay is not okay. There will be punishment for that. That'll get me canceled for saying it. we're supposed to separate church and state. I'm telling you right now, this is not a political issue. This is a moral issue. Abortion is a moral issue. So we have to trust in His words and His promises. We have to understand that He cares for us and His needs. And I want you and I, church, to look to Him, to focus on Him. There's none like the Lord. There's no, no, not one. instead of Him. And it's causing us a lot of problems. It's causing us a lot of sorrow. It's causing us a lot of suffering and loss. Because we focus on all the wrong things. So I want you guys to focus on salvation. Because we live for heaven, not for here. 
Sometimes it's just a momentary, momentary time in our lives. 60, 70, 80 years many of us live. And then after that, it's eternal. It's forever. And if you don't know God and you're not focused on God, you will be, because He's so loving not to force you into His presence. If you don't want to know God, He's so loving, He won't force you into His presence. And I'm telling you right now, that is going to be hell. If you focus on God and His salvation and what He, Jesus, did for us by His grace, gave us a gift. All God's gifts and callings are irrevocable. God gave us a gift. And if you refuse that gift and you want nothing to do with that gift, I'm telling you now, as loving as I possibly can, He will not force you into His presence. It will be a very sad, sad, sad eternity. Focus on salvation because we live for heaven, not for now. Listen to what caused Charles Spurgeon to come to faith. The great preacher in England came to faith because of this verse. Isaiah 45 says this, But the Lord is saved... And Israel is saved by the Lord with everlasting salvation. You shall not be put to shame or confounded to all eternity. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, He is God. Who formed the earth and made it, He established it. He did not create it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. Verse 18, I am the Lord, there is no other I did not speak in secret in the land of darkness. I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right, says the Lord. Verse 20, assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you survivors of the nations. They have no knowledge who carry about their wooden idols. They have no knowledge carry about their wooden idols and keep on praying to a God that cannot save. How many of us know people like this? They pray to a God that cannot save. And maybe not a worship idol now anymore, of wooden stature, but it's a 401k. It's a job. Things ever happened to us again this week. My wife and I, when we first looked into our insurance, our coverage was going to be gone and it was going to quadruple and it was going to be crazy. And then we went back in one day and Judy was there and we clicked on it and we looked at it and I'm like, wait a minute, well, well, our coverage is back. It says it's covered. And they had to update their system. They had to update their system. Healthcare.gov had to upgrade their, or update their system. And so we went back in. My coverage was there again. I clicked on it. I'm like, we need to enroll in this plan again. What a great blessing. And I told you last week, I confessed my sins, that I was looking and focusing on all the wrong things. And I just started praying to God. And guess what? God came through. Now, was I guaranteed that that was going to happen? No. I wasn't. But He did. I don't do it perfectly. 
no one does. But assemble yourselves and come draw near together. That's why we need to be in church. We need to do it together. I'm too weak to do it by myself. I need your help. And you help me. You help me. And I want to help you. They have no knowledge who carry about their wooden idols and keep praying to a God that cannot save them. Verse 21, declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none besides me. Turn to me and be saved. This is what caused salvation difficult, but God made it simple. All you need to
focus on him. Because David, in the end of this psalm, tells us what we need to be focusing on. Verse 10 says this, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. Verse 11, May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. That's what I pray for for this church, for you. I, I do think about you guys regularly, and sometimes I'll even text you, and I'll be like, man, I'm really praying for them. I hope things are okay. I hope it's going well, because I know some of you are really struggling. I know some of you are really going through a hard time right now, and I'm just thinking about you. God's laying it on my heart for each of you, and I'm just thinking, Lord, give them peace. Give them strength. Because this life is hard. Our world is losing its civility. It's losing common grace. By 2070, I want you to hear this, church. By 2070, less than 30% of the people in this country will be professing Christians. By 2070, less than 30% in this country Christians, according to Gallup poll. Over 50% are going to be atheists by 2070. Atheists who create odd meaning God, deist meaning God, they won't believe in a God at all by 2070. And that doesn't draw your attention to start focusing on God and focusing on the second part, which is of the most, oh, utmost importance, and one that as a church we need to be doing, loving our neighbors and love ourselves, then I don't know what will. I don't know what will. So I'm praying. I got a great opportunity this week that finally got official. so narcissistic and rude as a society today. And 
around here, God, Allegheny County. I pray for our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. I pray for the state of Michigan, the United States of America, and for many of the people out in the world today. I pray that we would have strength that you give to us, and that we can continue to keep fighting the good fight. Lord, I pray that you would bless your people with peace. As I was reading Matthew again this week, I was thinking about said the love of many will grow cold in the end, but those who endure will be saved. And I see that the love of many has already grown cold. And what I mean by that is the love of many is that they don't love you, Lord. They don't preach your word anymore because they don't love you. It's growing cold, narcissism, social media, just all the things that are going on in our world today. We've grown cold to loving you and your word. Many pastors I know don't preach like this because they're afraid of losing numbers. God, I'm afraid of losing you. I want to be in awe of you. So I pray, God, that you give us strength. That we would endure preaching the truth to the end so that many will be saved. Because when we endure, we suffer with each other. Bless your people.